Hello and welcome to Ruta Cosmic Wisdom. I'm Amy. And I'm Alexis. We chat about astrology, archetypes, and spirituality, exploring how these and more can be woven into the day-to-day energy of life. So we'd like to invite you to settle into your body and join us. Hello, this is Amy and welcome to Rooted Cosmic Wisdom. It is August 10th. We are just shortly past uh, the peak of the Lion's Gate and this new moon that we had squaring Uranus in case anybody's wondering like what is up the that radical truth <laughs> coming out of the dark um this reorientation that Alexis and I spoke about with our Lionsgate podcast uh, a couple weeks ago a week ago everything's super blurry joining us this week we have um Becca Honeycutt she is a beloved friend and sister she is a shadow worker um and a an absolute delight welcome Becca thank you for being here thank you for having me I love the word delight. I've never been called that in my whole life. So that was awesome. I think you're a delight. (laughs) (sighs) So tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are. And if I did not include all that you do, because I know there's more beyond the shadow worker piece, um, just share with us a little bit about you. So our listeners have a, some context. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of information in there. So let's do the quick version, quick and down and dirty version. Um, I came to this work. Uh, I had been, I was like this huge truth bomber since we're talking about truth. When I like came out of the womb was like calling people on their shit, mostly my parents right off the bat, which they didn't appreciate. Um, because I had the ability to see, I guess I'm just going to call it the truth of the soul versus the truth of what your human is doing. So I could see the incongruence where you are lying about the truth of your soul. What I didn't realize in there was that sometimes people weren't conscious that their soul was something else. I just thought everybody had access and why the hell are you always lying to me? Um, So I got smacked around for that a lot. I experienced um, some physical abuse, sexual abuse that had nothing to do with um, calling the truth on people and uh, um, some emotional abuse. So through that, I ended up shutting my heart down. I used to see a lot of dead people, hear a lot of things, and the emotion was just too much. So I ended up shutting a lot of that down um, to save myself. And anyway, through lots of therapy, lots of whatever, I ended up in energy healing school, which basically taught me a lot of the skills that I have now. And it was like one hour or session of energy healing was the equivalent to like three months of therapy and i'd been through therapy for 15 years i was like what the hell is this magic stuff so i dove in and i started learning um, about energy healing transpersonal spiritual counseling which then eventually led me also to shadow work um you know archetypal embodiment practices 
And I just fell in love with that stuff. So it was like, and then for me, I'm on a mission to like help other people that are like me, which are basically, you know, I hid behind the mask of tough, self-reliant, no one's getting in here, Fort Knox, screw you kind of shit. But really that's a front for, I've got one of the most sensitive hearts and I don't know how to keep you the hell out of it. So we ended up, you know, I ended up in self-betrayal a lot. People, uh, we take on a lot of abuse. We take on a lot of stuff because there's such a big light and somewhere in there, it's like in the energy world, when you get into people that want to like shut that light down because we can't control you, you freak us out. You're a threat. We don't know whatever that is. Um, so now what I love doing is helping, you know, people, mainly women wake up to that light. It's like, how do I step into my power and not be afraid? How do I even get out from all this other crap that's controlling me from a subconscious level that I didn't realize? So that is currently the work that I do. Amazing. I love the, um, the very, the reality that an hour of energy work is equivalent to like months of talk therapy because how much it shifts it and how fast that's that's beautiful i've never like made that equivalent even though it's what i do <laughs> like i've never <laughs> never framed it that way we always but forget where we came from until you know mm -hmm. yes absolutely i let's go into sh what shadow work is because some listeners may not know have any idea um what that means and i'm curious becca what your um what your kind of view is on that and then maybe we can all kind of chime in as far as what is shadow work sweet <clears throat> i love that yes i noticed that when i've said shadow work on some of the stuff i post on instagram people are like don't you work with the light too and i'm like oh honey no 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 so let's get clear on that shadow work is not like anything evil or bad or wrong shadow work is basically my definition of it is the parts of self that you feel are unacceptable either to yourself or to others in order to belong and so you push those way 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 down and hide from them and basically sacrifice yourself in order to belong to unconditional love so in order to get back to unconditional self-love I have to go down and get the pieces that it's like, you know, my anger, when I get angry, people don't like it. So I just don't get angry. Well, that's not being the fullness of me. And there's also positive sides to that, right? Where it's like, if I stand in my beauty, women get jealous of me. So I try to be as ugly as I can and push it down and not, it's, it's both and on all of that. And it's really coming back to a wholeness of self by realizing there is power in my anger. Without my anger, I don't have the power to set boundaries. I'm completely limited in other ways. Doesn't mean I have to rip people's heads off, but let's claim what's ours and get honest rather than working to get shit right for other people. I love that. Yeah, and the fullness of self feels like like a great description because it is it is all of those parts of us that you know, the word, the words that are coming is like the darkness is the light. Like mm -hmm. all of it is all of it. You just have to be your full self and to bring awareness to those parts of you. Like you said, it can be empowering. It is empowering. Um, so I love that. Yeah. 
totally. Yeah, it's super, it's super juicy and it's super yummy. Um, and it, it fits in. Alexis pulled us a, pull, pulled the podcast, a card for this episode. Um, and it was listening for the truth, right, Alexis? What was the card? Yes, listening for a truth. And that feels so much to me, like it really plugs into the shadow piece because, you know, how many people out there will have hurt feelings, will have anger, will suppress their wants or desires, like that's all pushing that stuff into the shadow. And, mm-hmm. and it's about making everybody else comfortable and it's not listening to your truth. And so this working with the shadow and the unearthing it, can you talk a little bit, Becca, about like what your routes in are? What roads do you take in for this? <clears throat> well, that's a good question. It depends on who I'm dealing with. So um, I also work heavily with the constructs of um, William Reich's characterology, Wilhelm Reich's, not Willem, William, Wilhelm Reich's characterology, which has to do with defense structures that you go through. We all have these, it's developmental stages. And it's based on the premise of, is my defense my defense is always going to protect me right but sometimes i know i'm using that defense and i'm bullshitting so i don't have to go do the work versus my defense is actually unconsciously being used because my inner tiny child is totally feeling threatened so there's a right place to use it and then there's a bs place to use it so i'm constantly reading my clients to go i'm going to push your bs a little bit but i'm never going to push excuse me, past that child terror, like we're going to walk hand in hand through that. But so for that, it depends on the doorway that I take. If you're BSing me, we're just going to, I usually do a lot of asking questions where it's like, I can already see what the answer is, but I want to know how much the other person really knows about their own answer about what's, how defended they are and just ask questions to get real, real about, is it this or is it that? Is it this or is it that? You know, what's the truth of what you're really feeling? Um, because it, it just doesn't serve us to hide the truth from ourselves. It, it's we've like all been conditioned. It feels like to take responsibility for other people's feelings. Like no one should feel bad, and it's my job to get smaller to make sure that you aren't, you know, afraid of me or whatever. And it's like. I don't know about you, but I always feel better when I get the truth, even if it's something that's like confronting or I don't want to hear when somebody's just like, you know, Becca, when you said that, it really pissed me off. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I feel so good to feel that other person. I can come up against them in a really great way that now we can do intimacy. If I'm not going to be honest, I can't do intimacy with you. Yeah, that's beautiful. But if we're not willing to do be honest, to give you like the, oh, you, I'm hurt here. There's no space for intimacy. Mm -mm. There's, there's no holding. Um, How are you seeing things dance with the current wildness of the energy? Lord, baby Jesus. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Such a fun, scary topic. Um, I'll just give you my straight up truth. And that's what we're talking about. And try to, I'm going to keep it out of like 
you know, judgment as best as I can on anyone else, but my little dark goddess, that's also a piece of shadow work, right? Is that little dark goddess that like likes to get twisted about it and shove shit in your face. So I have to watch that right now. Um, <clears throat> for me, this has been like just in the energetics, what I'm, I'm watching the energetics of everything. And I'm also watching human versus soul. And it's, I've been seeing holy war in the energy field since before this Corona started. Um, and now I'm, it's really in the air. Like I can very much feel energies in that way. <clears throat> and it's just, it feels like a fight for the, like a fight for the planet. You know what I mean? And it's also because I, I, I like for me, I know what I came here to do. I know what's on offer. I know which way this is going to go at the end of this. Like we're not here to fail that, but we're right now. It feels like we are is, is asked to see our soul, asked to know ourselves from soul self, wake up out of, you are just this human. You are at effect only. You have no cause here to what is the truth of what we are because that is what wants to come through right now. But there's so much fear being thrown around so that we can't access our own alignment. And for me, it's like, I just keep wanting to like wake people up to, I feel like, uh, what is that movie? D Divergence, where it's like, I want to get you into what your alignment is. I don't give a shit if, it, if it's the same as mine, different than mine, whatever the fuck that is. Just find your own alignment where you're not checking my alignment with what's outside of me to know where to stand. The only way I can know where to stand is to go in here and find it. And I cannot do that without knowing where my soul is right now because my human is in such freaking terror about what's happening. I need soul alignment. What would you say? Because I, I, there's so many people who are in that place right now. So many people who are like, right? Like, what do I do? And even if they have an inkling of if they're conscious of it a little bit. Um, I feel like there's so many people who are lost right now and they may not be able to feel like the fullness of what you're talking about. Um, so what would you say um, for someone who like doesn't know where to start or doesn't know, right? Like how to even, like where to begin? What would you tell them? I mean, it's a huge question. I mean, like, I'm just curious what you're, <laughs> answer no i'm totally down with that for me it's starting with intuition mm. intuition is is going to be the key to to noticing because and the other part of intuition that is um is easier to grok is like it's felt sense so my intuition isn't what is my mind thinking about like you know i'll tell people to, to just go do stuff like if you're going into a building push the elevator button and stand in front of the one that you think is going to open first and see how you did. And, but you can't think your way through this. So intuition is not mind thinking. It is complete gut thinking, which means my gut is the brain. So everything is going to be, um, be like, you know, like when you go to the beach or whatever, and you, sit down and maybe you say a prayer or you have an intention and all of a sudden something happens like there's a sunset or this butterfly flies by and your whole heart just like <gasps> jumps out of your chest 
that is intuition. You know that that's a message. You know something in your body knows that's a sign. Your mind will dismiss it. Your mind will always argue with what the hell your gut has to say about it. That's why it's getting out of conditioning stuff is so important because we're getting out of the mind that doesn't really know. So it's that same feeling. So it's like using yourself as your own pendulum. I'll often do like exercises. I can give your people an exercise where it's like, if you just like completely go stand up and then go to neutral in your body right now, and then you're going to pick <clears throat> what is yes and what is no, whether that's right and or left. One of those is yes, one of those is no for you. And if you stand up, just go straight to black, devoid of anything, breathing. And then I want you to ask your body, show me yes. And walk into one of those sides, either right or left, and then feel what your body does. And it's going to be really, really subtle. And then when you've got that, step back and go back to neutral again. Really neutral. And then step to the other side and say, show me no. And notice what happens in your body. And then come back to neutral and wipe that off. So, yeah. This makes it makes it it's it makes it visceral. It's a felt sense. It's a lived experience. It's not something your mind can tell you. And it can be very, very subtle or it can be very, very loud, depending on who your people are. And, how much work that. and I love that because I have um, some friends or people or, you know, um, I've heard some people say with things like tools, like pendulums, like we can get over, right? Like we can overuse them. Um, and so making it that your body, like how beautiful that your body is that, because we are, right? And we know, and it's beautiful to have tools, but I love that practice because it's like, well, it's bringing you back into your body as the tool, the only tool you'll need. Love it. So it good. was beautiful, yeah. It was super good. <laughs> nice, it's fun. It's fun when you realize you have this power inside of you. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it's like, then you can play with it. And the more relaxed and at play we are, the more awesome shit we can receive, the more connection we have and all this stuff. So it's like when you're in fear and terror, you don't have access to any of that. Your mind's a thing that's trying to answer it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, where the hell is faith right now? What is your faith in? And lean as hard into that as you can. Yeah. And I think like back to that original question of, and the more you do it, right? So the more you practice and do it, um, it just becomes innate. It just becomes um, just part of you. And I think that's how we're all gonna find what it is that we need to do. Cause even, you know, people can get like, well, what's my purpose? And people can get really discouraged. Like, you know, it's, it's just that it's just really following your truth every day. And so I love those practices that you, um, and those examples you gave that are really tangible. Cause this isn't some like crazy thing that like, you know, we have to, you know, practice and we'll get there in 20 years it's like no it's right now <laughs> like it's right now <laughs> yeah it is it's right now and it's it is something i love that you brought that in because it is something that everyone has access to that like magic is not anything that's like woo woo out there that's what everybody's been taught it is the truth is it's all right inside you and it's actually very practical you just have to listen 
You have to open yourself up to yourself and listen to the truth of you. Yeah. And then it. It. Yes, and then trust it. Yep. And follow it. Yeah. That, that big step for people does seem to be the trusting it to get out of their heads, to stop pulling from the past or projecting to the future, making assumptions, all of the messy things that our heads do when we're so dug into that logic place because it pulls us right up out of our bodies and tries to fit everything we are into our little heads. And, and like, we don't, this is not like the end all be all this head business, like this practice of dropping down and using your body as a pendulum is really like, I'm totally using that. <laughs> yes, use it. That's what it's for. This is what it's for. <laughs> I am using that one. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. <sighs> Amy's You're so doing funny. the dancing for those who are just listening. Amy's like pointing and dancing, and we're all just waiting for what Amy's gonna say. We're waiting for <laughs> what Amy's gonna say. We hit the lull in the conversation. <laughs> we we haven't hit next. the lull. I just wanted to make sure like I wasn't tromping on anybody. No, you're good. <laughs> we're not tromping. We're not tromping. Um. So I, I want to just pull back to this thread of holy war mm -hmm. um, because I, yes, that is very much like what I'm seeing also. And I'm interested um, for, to hear like your take on um, the word holy, because mm -hmm. coming from a Catholic background myself um that word holy it has a a limit to it there um that you know there's what's holy and there's what's sacred and it's this one thing and then there's the profane and the messy and the gross mm. um and and our humanity piece of it so I'm really interested and curious um, to hear you speak more into how you are feeling or seeing or experiencing. Um, I like we all, we sitting here, we understand the why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm interested in the how and the what, um, the how it looks, the what we're experiencing that plugs into that from your perspective. Um, wow. Okay. So this it's for me, it's different. The, the holy part is the difference between love and fear. Like it's actually really simple for me. So, um, I, um, like what was it? 2008, 2008 inauguration of, um, Obama. I don't know why, but it was inauguration day. And I was literally sitting at work and I wasn't even watching the inauguration, but it was like, I felt this huge, like God picked up the rug and went woof, and like shook it up and like all this dust. And I was like, did we just have an earthquake? What the hell happened? Everybody else is behaving normally. So I'm like, okay, this is an energetic thing. And I begin to see a crack in the earth and it just 
it was like love was on one side, fear was on the other side. And it just kept getting wider and wider and wider. And I'd check in with it and I kept getting like messages about, you know, love over fear, love over fear. And then this orientation that I needed to have. And I had no idea why at the time, um, other than what I was being told is it's going to get so wide, you're going to get to a point where people are going to have to choose love or fear to what is there, what is running them, really what is running you. To me, that's what this holy war is, is what is running you, is the puppet of fear hand up your ass making you do things that isn't that you don't want to be doing and making you run out of fear or is the love puppet the thing that's up there going i don't know how i'm going to do this but i'm going to find a way to love through this and and find balance in the polarities of what's going on but what is running me so to me that's what the holy war is is what what is running my choices what is governing my choices what is all of that and it goes right back into the sovereignty and then being able to find that through my intuition through my soul alignment and it's like and again i don't have any anybody's choice on what they do my agenda is i want you to have the freaking choice I want you to, that's what I give a shit about, is that you get to choose from a place that lights you up, not a place that tears you down. So to me, that's what the holy war thing is. And you can really see it right now, or at least I can really see it in a lot of people, of the people who are holding on to the fear. Um, And again, no judgment, like we're all where we are. But there's a comfort in that, and they may be totally struggling and, you know, miserable but there's there's comfort in that um and what they know and because it's like well why of course love everyone's just but when you're actually in it when you're living it and you see people in your life living it you can see those people choosing fear um Mm -hmm. and then you know and i can like even i'm just like thinking about my life and the people who are choosing love like getting there's a frustration of like you know um why are you staying in the struggle but also it's there's, you know, when they're ready and they want to work with you, right? They will come yep. to you if they need your help, want your help, but it has to be their choice. Yes. Um, and that divide, I think you can like, just for anyone to think about in their lives, like, I'm sure there's people that you can feel on both sides. And like you said, it's like that gap is getting wider. Um, so I love that imagery too, of like this crack and it's getting wider of, you know, there's a lot of angst and frustration on both sides because it's like, right? Like one side yes. is like, pick up and the other side's like, leave me alone. And that's where we are. Um, but I love that. And I think that, um, yeah, we can really see that right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, huge, huge um, energy and it's been, it's been getting louder. Like I really noticed the ramp up with the um, first Aquarian full moon. I, I I will confess. I'm like, things can't get any louder. <laughs> you should have knocked on wood, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> things can't get any louder. Um, and that Aquarian thing, that was the end of July. And we will have a second Aquarius full moon end of August. So ready because we're in the middle of it. But yes, Amy. Yes, recognizing that that Aquarian full moon was at like, depending on where you were in the world, it was at the baby degrees, essentially. 
It was this like toddler infant space and it was squaring Hamea. And now just like a little astrology, squares are often seen as a conflict. You've got an energy moving one way and an energy moving the other ways. And they meet in this 90 direction, 90 degree place where they're kind of coming together and they're like, who's going to be in charge? And it, I, I recently heard it, squares explained in this amazing, amazing way. So we had this square with the moon and Hamea. And we've been in this like, year plus long, slow mover, bless you, Pluto and Eris, we love you, um, squares between them. They're both slow movers and they have their moments of being exact, but they move so little that it's kind of like we're in this continual square. And I heard it framed that a square is like when you're sitting in a chair and your feet are actually on the floor. I don't know who sits with their feet on the floor. I don't. I'm sure there are people that do sit with their feet on the floor. Your legs, your, your legs and your thighs form a square. And so these squares can be our ascension points. Because when the two energies work together, when the thighs and the legs work together, they can propel us to a standing position. So this baby Aquarian full moon square Hamea, who is the goddess of manifestation mm. and new earth. She's credited with birthing all of the Hawaiian islands and their entire pantheon. Um, she carries a, a makale, which is a scepter of manifestation. Um, like she's really about manifesting the life we want to live versus the place we've come from. Like, you know, coming back to Alexis, what you said a few podcasts ago, like, what feeling do I want to manifest? How do I want my life to feel? And then we've got this Pluto who is like the shadow of I want all of you squaring off with Eris, who is the goddess of like creative chaos. <laughs> and she is, she it, she's in the same place she was that good old Chris Columbus landed in the Americas 500 years ago to bring forth that level of creative chaos to the Americas. Uh, like you can't make it up with everything that's going on and everything that's being revealed. And just like Eris is this like street fighter, underdog, grassroots, like bringing in the love from this really like dark goddess truth way. And I'm really working personally to harness this Pluto Eris square to use it as a point of rising. Like speak your truth, even if your voice shakes. Mm -hmm. Place, um, listen, listen and pay attention for the truth of others. Is it that just exactly what you were talking about that like human I'm like in defense mode versus like their soul is trying so hard to lean into something. Um, so I just, that was my little tangent. I tangented I like your tangent. from the Holy war into Eris and Pluto. And there is like Eris feels very much a part of what do we want to create? Hamea, what do we want to create? 
Pluto, how do you bring your shadow and your truth into all of this mm. in a in a clean way so it's not coming out sideways? Yeah, and I again I think from I you know I I think when anything moves after it's been held stagnant for so long, it's gonna have to come out sideways, and I think that's why it's happening that way now. Like it's. Um, like I had said before, just to give your listeners a visual is like that hose you haven't turned on in 28 years and you got a big chunk of mud at the end of it. That shit's going to have to blow off and the whole thing's going to be like, <laughs> and it's going to go all over the place, right? Until you get to the regulated stuff that's on that's below it. But it's like whatever turning point we're at right now is not at least you know, the world usually repeats itself. I don't know that we've ever been here before. Like the astrology on offer has been stuff that none of us have ever seen before. And I know from a place of knowing my own like past lives and past lifetimes and being able to tune in, that's why my open out right now is because the choice that I have on offer is not the same too that I have been choosing from these last however many times that she's like, no, choose something different have your anger find balance do not punish right oh it's a freaking hard line to ride and no um no bypassing by going straight to soul like you've got to bring your terror with you you have to bring your humanity with you into this this is like a melding of everything um and it feels like in order to get to the future the past has to come with you but in a way that it's demanding to be witnessed so it can ride through us to leave. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, if my body is the, is the container, all the shit that wants to leave that is no longer going to be true needs to pass through the body and I need to witness it, which means I'm going to have to feel it, but not attach meaning to it. Can I just hold and do the ride and then let that pass and then become whatever new thing that it is that I'm doing. And then in there, like that shadow, this is what's up for us to witness right now. Wherever you're in fear, like you want a really hard practice, here you go. You wanna dive into the deep end of the pool, this is where we're at. You're in fear and you wanna know how to get out of fear, fucking face it. Dive into the deep end, throw your match and your lighter away Throw the flashlight out and get in the deep end of that pool and face what the hell you're afraid of. Let it come into the room with you. Let it have you. Don't make up a story about it and let the feeling roll all the way through so that it can get all the way out and clean you. Yeah. Hell yeah, sister. Yeah. Yeah, go all the way into it. Because when you don't, I feel like it comes out even more sideways when you don't go into it. Right. It comes out in these like little spurts of sideways, mm -hmm. like all like, and it, you know, generally gets louder. Um, and it, I think it's part of it is creating like those safe spaces for yourself to go in the deep end, right. To go deep um, and finding what that means for you, you know, if it's other people that are supportive, you know, creating your own safe space um, because yeah, you have to go all in or else it's going to just kind of, it's going to come out anyway. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent, and that stamina to be with your fear, because mm -hmm. it's really easy for us to be like, "I'm not doing this," <laughs> mm -hmm. and that doesn't 
that just is like trying to pack mud in the hose to like bring your hose in. Um, Cause I do love that. Um, having had a few burst hose, my hoses myself <laughs> in, in life, um, they, they're messy. And when you're busy packing it with mud, I also have a 10 year old. So I've had that experience also. <laughs> when you're busy packing the hose with mud, it's really messy when you can't just let it go and actually move through. It's the pushing it away. It's the here, talk to the hand. It's the, I'm going to walk away from this. I'm not doing this. It's easier to not be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not at any point advocating staying in abusive relationships, um, anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's the like being with our fear. It's being with our anger. It's And it's allowing the people we love around us to to have their discomfort mm-hmm. like don't don't try to take their discomfort away from them and don't shut that piece down like stay like sit with them in it and it's hard it's super hard to sit with someone you love when they're hurt when they're angry when they're sad when they're scared because you want to make it go away mm-hmm rather than just being with it or you want to make it about you yeah rather than allowing it to be theirs and you're just present yeah there's not a lot of people that know that i've run into like that know how to hold space like in the circles i run in because i run in a lot of energy woo woo bibbity bop circles hell yeah i run into a lot of people that know how to hold space but for people out there that are like oh my god what the hell does that look like it's, it's hard to find it's because you're right. We want to fix it. I want to make it okay for you. I, Cause it's like, we love you. We want you out of pain. And if I can help you do that, I mean, hi, I'm a healer. This is what I do for a living, but I can't fix it for you. Mm-hmm. It's my job to let you walk through that, to realize you can fix it for yourself because yeah. you can tolerate what is uncomfortable. You can, and I'm here to hold you when you think you can't. And I'm here to show you how to hold yourself through when you think you can't. Right. So it's like when you're drowning and you're 911 and you're like, Becca, I'm like, all right, here's your little lifesaver. Let me hold your little feet so you can stop kicking. Now, you know, feel the feeling. Now, like, go of a foot. How you doing? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like a, it's just like, it's a little nurture process. But everybody's got the power to do this for themselves. They just need the training or the tools, you know. Yeah, and I think there's a couple things coming up. I think one of them is sometimes it is harder to see other people and want to help and want to fix, right? Because at least when it's us, like we have, like I can either go into it or not. Like I can create my own struggle, like but I have control over it. When we see others, like we can't take it on for them. We can't, and that actually is taking away their experience and their process of healing it. It's not even just, you know, like it's, it's that too. And so that can be sometimes so hard is to see others and want to fix and heal. And so I think that's one of the things that was coming up as you were talking is like, you know, it's not just ourselves, it's being able to see other people. And, but the most loving thing we can do is let them have their process mm-hmm. as hard as it is, you know? Um, and then the other thing that was coming up 
as Amy was talking and saying, like, we just want to like, sometimes we just want to like walk away. Like, I'm just not, no, I'm just not going to go there. Um, and I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast this morning and they were saying like, um, you know, what's the difference between when something's hard saying, I don't want to do that because it's hard or I don't want to do that because it's not right for me. It's wrong. Right. And so there's, there's that of it too, of we often hit against that. I don't want to do it because it's hard. It's just hard a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we can probably see that in other people in our lives. And they're just like, it's hard. Like, and that, right. Again, it's all choice, whatever. But there are times when it's, this is just not supportive. This is wrong. I'm going to walk away and that's okay. Right. So it's, it's, and everything, you know, there's always situations where um, it's never just black and white. There's a lot of, there's a lot of gray in life. Uh Right. (laughs) But um, yeah, I love that when I was listening to that, I'm like, oh, that's so good of knowing like, you know, cause there are some times where we're just like, I just want to quit. I just want to give up and knowing what the difference is between, is it hard or is it not right for me? Um, Mm -hmm. And knowing the difference between that is where that felt sense intuition is going to come into it. Because there's also a point where you can choose to bypass your shit and say, oh, it really isn't for me when the truth is you just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is fine. Run, run like you want. But energetically, that shit, it, it's got your name. It's got all the time in the world to wait. It'll find you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm really good. I know whenever I want to run, like there's something there. Like I <laughs> I'm really good at that one. <laughs> and, and who out there hasn't had the experience of being like, oh, this thing keeps coming up. I keep hearing this specific thing. Mm-hmm. And that's our choice point. Like, are we going to pay attention to this, this flag that keeps waving in our face? And it's different people waving that flag. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that maybe there's a thing in me that I need to face and shift and and learn deeper and dive in more about me or we always have the choice to hunker down and be like, Oh no, 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 no. This flag that other, that multiple people are waving at me. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. I, I like me and I'm just going to like, rather than being open to the fact that we can love ourselves just exactly as we are. Cause that is for me, a part of our shadow work mm-hmm. is loving all of ourselves and be willing to shift and change and learn and grow. Like to be at our growth edge in the process of like reclaiming our sovereignty mm-hmm. and recognizing that if we, you know, I work with my clients are always like, Oh, you do such a good job of holding up the mirror. Like, mm. If the people in our lives are holding up the same mirror, that same flag of you do this thing, because we all have our things. I don't know anybody who doesn't have their things. Mm -hmm. So if you're hearing it from multiple people, you get to go into that, you know, exactly what you were talking about, Alexis. Is it the hard work or is it not for me? You know, are all of these people just not for me? 
Or am I running away from the hard work? <laughs> That's really interesting. Part of that too, I feel like boundaries is really loud right now, mm -hmm. right? Like there could be just like, if all of these people just aren't, it's not resonating, it's not right for me. Like it could be that too, right? And so all of this is, it's all just information we're gathering. We're all just in this like big, you know, information gathering space and it's what we do with it. Mm -hmm. um, I love that though. Yeah. It's a cooker right now. It is. And there's no shame too in like, to me, as long as you're being honest with yourself, I really don't care what you do. So it's like, even with that, those two places that we're talking about, you know, is it for me or is it not for me? And, or is it me? And I'm just running from it or whatever. Like there'll be times where it's like, yeah, it's mine. And I can't do it right now. Like I, there ain't no shame in like, just because it shows up, you've got to do it now. Like there's, but don't lie to yourself about it if you if you know that you're lying to yourself about it like the more honest you can be with yourself the 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 less pain you're going to be in from where i sit this is why i ended up where i did because i realized in the shadow work shit that was like i would circle the i call it circling the drain where it's just like no no that's not happening no no i don't want blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like, I'm circling the drain. I'm getting down there anyway. One way or another, the water goes down the fucking drain, right? There's so much more energy it takes me to circle the drain than just to go get in the hole, bitch. And the minute that I was like, got in, just jumped in the hole, it was over with so much faster. And I was like, oh, what? I just wasted like last years of my life by diving straight to the thing I didn't want to look at years of my life that's why i love this work so much is because it's like boom get in the hole and it's over with so much faster and then that other thing that you were saying amy about the patterns popping up or whatever <laughs> to be done or not this is i can't remember who told me this was a long long time ago but it was just like um when you notice the same pattern popping popping up what's the common denominator me yeah so that that is it's my work mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much yeah. yeah absolutely i yeah that and there's also the like we will jump into the drain like when we're ready yes it's it's both it's, yes and it's that internal pendulum like coming back to that of, of being honest with yourself that I'm avoiding jumping into the drain because I'm in avoidance and I'm not ready. And I can be honest with myself about the fact that I'm not ready. 100%. And I'm ready to jump into the drain because we, you do, you just, you zip right through it. You just go right down through that U bend and out you go. <laughs> I'm working on some plumbing in the bathroom lately. So, you know plumbing stuff on my mind. I love it. That's totally all true. <laughs> it's how it's what we choose and how we choose to uh, to meet our challenges. Mm -hmm. And shutting down is definitely an option. Running away is an option. Going into it is an option. You know, I, I tell you know, we've got 360 degrees of options or you can do one or the other. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's just, it's like how, if you were waking up and we hear all this stuff about consciousness right now, mm-hmm. a lot of what <clears throat> shadow work is, is bringing the subconscious to the conscious. All right. So that's like 95% of what's running us is in our subconscious mind. So it's, it is that same thing. And, but I, it, it will work no matter what I choose on that spectrum. Like you said, there's no judgment on any of it, even shutting down, cutting off, saying no, blah, 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 whatever. The more I can be honest about my choice, the more honest I can get brings the more consciousness to me to have my own power of working with this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I have to because I see it, I have to work with it. No, you don't wanna work with it, don't work with it. You don't wanna do it now, don't do it now. Yeah. But own your shit. It's nothing that makes me more crazy. You wanna talk about the people that I just wanna beat over the head with a stick because I don't wanna see them in pain and I wanna fix it are the people that like lie to themselves about why they're choosing what they're choosing. And they, I'm just like, oh, I'm watching you. And your little soul is over there going, hey, hey, I'm over here, I'm over here. And you're over here going like, shoe fly, shoe fly. And I'm like, oh my God, just say, yes, I see my soul knocking on my door and I'm terrified to answer it. So I'm not gonna do that right now. Or I'm terrified to answer it and I'm gonna get help right now. Or I'm so terrified, I just need to go cry and hide in the bath and not talk to everybody for five days. Totally cool, but at least you're owning you're you're that's power to still own why you're choosing the choice more powerful than that isn't real i don't want to no nothing is happening right now you know like like to run from it but know that you're not really running from it that's where you we get stuck and then people get so stuck in that groove they don't know how to get out now you're like trying to find a way to people please yourself and your own defenses and you wonder why you keep choosing all these choices that you don't want to be choosing. Yeah. I mean, ah, and I'm just like my little heart for you people. No, get out of that pain. Call me. Isn't it fascinating that we are most terrified of what our soul actually wants? Uh-huh. Like we're most terrified of that. Like, isn't that just crazy? We're just such funny little human. Like we're so funny. <laughs> yes. We are funny little weird humans and like I I certainly watch it with my clients. The closer they get, the more open they get, they will, they'll take their steps forward and then they'll just scramble back. Like, oh, that was like, they got burnt. Like it was too close and it was too bright and it was too much. Leo has joined us. Kidding. Leo the pirate kitty. Well, some of that too, because I love that. And and what you're speaking to too also has a um, a natural component to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where where it's like, and it's for me in my in my system, it's expansion contraction is what yeah. I do. So it's just it's it's some of that is normal because it's like until I learn, you know, like you're doing the exercise and you're doing your biceps or whatever the hell. It's like, I can't just go straight to like, I'm lifting 500 pounds with my bicep, dude. Like that doesn't happen, right? It's like, I gotta lift like two pounds with my bicep, you know? And even if I do that for five minutes, I'm like, oh my God, baby Jesus, help me. No, I gotta stay down for two days to let that do its thing. So I'm gonna go back to, no, I'm just gonna sit on the couch. It's normal because until you build that thing up, you have to contract by nature. You have to go back to stasis before you can you know, bloom into whatever the hell shift you're, you're working. Yeah. You can't just, you, you need can't to find. start doing 500 pound bicep curls. No, 
and you need the rest and the integration because that's actually when there's growth happening, right? Like when yes. you're resting and integrating, there's growth there. And I think as a society, we, we forget that part. We're just like, go, go, go. And we forget that a lot happens in the rest and the integration. Yep. hundred percent. Well, that's where the belief system changes. Like when you're doing this to me, that's right where the beliefs change. So in your, a lot of people will think contraction and think, oh, I went two step, three steps forward, two steps back. Right. How often do you hear that? And it's like, after you have this big, huge awakening or expansion, you're going to feel really, really great. And then like two, three days later, you're on the floor crying your eyes out in pain and you can't get up and you don't know why. And you think you failed. And the truth is that is exactly what you're going through is what Alexis pointed out is that growth. Like you did the expansion. Now all your old belief systems have to die. And that's the contraction you're feeling is in order to be this new thing. I can't hold on to these old limiting beliefs. And when those die, it feels like it's contraction. It happens in a place of contraction, which is really growth. Mm -hmm. And we are so like watching the, the, you know, light workers and the community of consciousness and all the buzzwords right now, mm -hmm. there's, there's this undercurrent of, well, contraction is bad. Yeah. Like contraction is bad, which can easily lead to, well, integration is bad. Mm -hmm. So there's a, like, just stay in the soup. Cause if you're just staying in the soup, you're not contracting and then you're not going backwards. But what you're also doing is not integrating. You're circling the drain. You're just, yeah, you're circling the drain. You're, you're staying in your spiral in the same place. You're, you know, you're like a dog who's doing that thing right before they lay down where they, they walk little circles <laughs> to try to find their comfort spot. Mm -hmm. And they just keep walking circles because um, they can't, they can't hit the point where their nervous system is like, okay, it's all right if I curl up in a little ball. Like there's no shame in hitting that point where you can just say to yourself, like right now I'm wrecked yeah, and that's okay. Like right now in this moment, I'm wrecked. Give me five minutes and I'll do something like I'm better now <gasps> and then give it another five minutes and you'll be crying again. <laughs> but just to, to stay in that place, contraction is not a bad thing. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's not that your process is halted. It's your system. It's your physical body, your energy body, your emotional, your mental, your, your spiritual body and your soul, like having some time to actually bring it together and, and stepping more into a level of wholeness that you hadn't had before. Mm. It's mm -hmm. a holding. There's the embodiment of it, right? Because mm -hmm. if not, it's just like all these separate, like, that's cool. Like I can go to my soul and do some soul stuff and I can go here and do the energy stuff, but it's the bringing it in. It's the integrating all of it, embodying it. Because I think that's part of it too, right? Is how often, you know, it's like, okay, well, I can go on a like retreat far away and do this like soul thing, or I can, you know, have my little space where I just go do this thing. Um, but if we don't bring it all together, 
right? Cause that's like, I'm just thinking like, okay, you go away on a retreat, for example, you come home, you can leave it there and you can be like, okay, well, that's just going to be this sole thing I did. And I can come home. And of course you'll still have some contraction. You'll still have some processing, but then you get to choose, okay, do I integrate that in? And now there's an embodiment piece to it. Or do I just leave all these? And I think that's part of, you know, you can hear like spiritual bypassing or bypassing, right? Like we can just kind of go up and out and like play in these areas and these fields. We all have, we all can do that. We all can play in different energies and different things, but can we bring it all in and actually live it and embody it? And that's a whole another ball game. <laughs> that's amazing. And, and so true. I've never really thought about it that way. I think about it a little differently, but I, and I, and that's so true. And what you guys, like when you guys will talk about it, the way that it comes through for me is like doing versus being and doing and being, because it's like the being is the integrated piece. The doing is getting the tools and getting the education. But a lot of times we don't want to sit in the being, which is the uncomfortable part of not doing that Amy, yeah. that Amy was talking about. And it's like when I'm constantly moving and I'm not being, it doesn't get to get into my body. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, we don't, we won't sit with ourselves for that long. We get nervous. I don't want to hear these things that are coming up. And it's like to be able to, to integrate that is to just be able to be with it. And there's really no, um, like no one can teach you that it's really even hard to talk about because everybody's version of this is so unique and individual to what that is. Mm -hmm. And there is a resistance, especially culturally here in the US, um, against being. There's a there's always this push to be doing there's this push to be listening to something to be reading something like to be consuming mm -hmm. something and to just sit and and just like oh okay I got a fuzzy blanket here <laughs> like I can just sit here with my fuzzy blanket and and it's okay to just be with my fuzzy blanket my cat, my dog, and, and to just sit here. And I don't like those moments where you're in that place and you're like, Ooh, I should start a podcast so I can sit and listen. No, don't start a podcast says the podcasters. <laughs> right. I know. Right. Oh God. Um, you know, just actually be, I know. I just, I just returned from my four day elemental retreat and yeah, I didn't, do a whole lot yesterday. Like even as the facilitator and the person, you know, calling in the space to be held. Um, I came home yesterday and I just sat on the couch and like, you know, my cat cuddled up with me and I was like, okay, I'm cool. Just gonna sit here and listen to him like rumble and like let this move through me because it is a big deal when we step out to create shift, to allow the being and the, the integration. And maybe that's something that we as leaders in this, in this thing that we're doing, maybe we need to look at shifting the language mm. and, and moving it from expansion to integration. 
rather than expansion and contraction. Or, or yeah. maybe we need to just work with people to be like, contraction isn't a bad thing any more than your anger and your fear mm -hmm. is a bad thing. Yeah, I think it comes back to that idea of like the shadow and the like, the things mm -hmm. that we put negative connotation on, like they're actually not negative. Um, and as you were talking too, I was feeling like we live in such a linear world and really it's, it's, it's cyclic, it's the cycles. And if we were to embrace the cycles, like you were saying, you had, right, like there was a working period, then there's a growth period, and then, then you need the rest, right? There's a harvest and a rest. And the rest in the winter is really important. Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, we were just talking about that before too, with the example of the muscle growth, that if we embraced the cycles and live mm -hmm. from that place rather than this linear way, I think that would, you know, we would be in a much different place. We would. Um, but that's part of it too, of like getting used to working in a, like that's a whole reorienting and a whole rewiring of yourself. I know for me growing up and going to school and, you know, getting my degree, and it was like such a linear way of working that I had to take a whole year off. I had to go move to another state to like rewire to actually listen and get into that um, cyclic nature, it's huge. And I think that's part of it too, is like not, like winter isn't bad, right? Like just like contraction isn't bad and shadow and you know, the depths isn't bad. It's like, we have to get rid of that whole like black and white, right and wrong, that, right? Yeah. It's actually, all of it is just information and helpful and growth. And that's what it actually is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Any last pieces that anybody wants to kind of bring in? in this this listening for the truth exploration but for something you were talking about and i had something and i but i my brain has lost oh there it is thank you see i knew if i started talking about someone would smack me in the head with it uh was the busyness piece like the consuming thing like i love that you had brought that in because um, I found myself falling into that the other day where it was like, I was having a hard day and I was like, I need to look at this podcast. I need to listen to this. I need it, whatever. And I heard go take a walk. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it was like you, the lesson that, that came through was you're searching for content to help you feel more stable when the stability isn't going to God, source, whatever, divinity in those moments and you're shutting me out by consuming while you're looking for me at the same time and i was just like oh hell no so it was just like stop turning on the tv stop trying to because you're trying to numb out you're trying to make yourself feel better instead of actually connect with what would give you the growth and make you feel better on like bigger ways so I, yeah, I just wanted to pull that piece in. 
Super good. I love that. Yeah. That feels like a really high note. Thank you so much for joining us today, Becca. It was such a pleasure to have you. If anybody wants to contact Becca, you will find her contact information in our show notes. And until next time. This is Amy, and I just want to thank you for joining us today on our meanderings and our wonderings. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us five stars. We would love that. And if you'd like to reach out to either of us, both of our websites are listed in the show notes. So enjoy and until next time.